Hello, my wonderful subscribers. I wanted to tell you a change you might notice that I'm adding to this podcast, a change I hope you will love. I have two parts now to each episode. The first part will be the story, as always. And the second part will be the trauma healing lesson, also, as always, but broken up into two separate sections. You may still listen to all together as you have been, or you may listen to one or the other, depending on your time. I hope this new format will allow you to go back and forth more easily through the lessons when you need them, and will also allow you to hear a lesson that you may have missed from a previous episode or in a new way as we are traveling together on this life journey of trauma healing. But please be patient as it will take a moment for us to go back and publish each episode in two parts. But you have the choice now with episode 24. Happy listening. And as always, I welcome your feedback. I can't tell you how happy your listening in and sharing Blink of an Eye with others makes me. Here we go. This is the trauma healing lesson based on one mom's journal entries recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Episode 24, the ABC board trauma healing lesson. There is an incredibly powerful reason to have an ABC board in the hospital with critically injured patients who cannot otherwise talk. It provides comfort. So much of trauma healing is providing comfort and being able to experience comfort. Why? Because comfort provides a sense of warmth and safety. In the ICU, someone as critically injured as a quadriplegic has needs every minute. Or anyone on a respirator, ventilator, feeding tube, there is little ability to do anything for themselves. And if they are paralyzed, there is no ability, none not even to call out for help or to hit a call button. Without a nurse bedside 24-7, there are many basic and critical needs of someone suffering that are not met. Indeed, that are impossible to be met by medical staff needing to care for so many. That alone can cause the trauma experience to be magnified. But these care needs can be met by others who are bedside, family members, and friends. An ABC board can be a bridge for such 
collaborative medical care between a family and medical staff. Who knows a patient's medical needs best? Probably a nurse. Who knows a patient best? Well, besides the patient, a family. A patient in an ICU needs both the nurses and the family. And all medical staff and the family and the wider family, which includes friends. Yes, a patient in an ICU would be greatly served and some suffering reduced if nurses and families had a desire and way to collaborate. A simple ABC board can help. Over time, the patient can indicate what he or she needs using the ABC board and such needs can be organized into those which a family member can provide versus those which require a nurse or medical personnel. What a wonderful partnership this could be for patient well-being with everyone working together to provide some basic comfort for the patient. What do you think about that? ABC boards can be made with a few parts from the dollar store. Maybe you could make one for a family caring for someone on a ventilator and feeding tube. Something else you might consider are writing updates. As I look back on these early days, writing updates to family was not only helpful communication, it was helpful to me emotionally. I remember people asking me if it was therapeutic. And you know, it was. As crazy and time pressured as the intensive care unit environment is, I would recommend to anyone the value of writing daily updates. So much happens in the course of any single day in the ICU. And I knew I would never remember it all. And I knew I had to keep my family apprised, especially given the no more than two rule. I am so grateful for the updates because you know what else? Taking the time at the end of each day to reflect back on the day and to put the day together in a little update was not only very therapeutic, it helped me organize my mind. And I'd say it was an aspect of trauma healing too that I just stumbled upon. That daily activity of making sense of a day that didn't necessarily make sense was a step towards integration, even when I was not fully understanding. <laughs> I didn't know about integration as part of the process of trauma healing. Heck, I didn't even know what integration was then, but I do now. I have been studying and following the work of Bessel van der Kolk, MD, 
I would highly recommend his work and the work of others building on his work, like Janina Fisher. Integration is the process of waking up our thinking brain to know that what we are feeling again is just memory. It's not really happening. It's safe to remember when it's not really happening again. This is very powerful for trauma healing. It's a big step in trauma healing to know the difference between putting yourself back in the moment with a memory versus having every part of your body re-engaged as if you were re-experiencing the trauma again. We need to tell the story. There are, of course, some stories that when told again, do not guarantee that the memories are laid to rest. That is why we must awaken our awareness of what is going on internally. Writing can awaken this ability to reflect and be curious again. When we activate our ability to be curious about what's going on on the inside, we can calm our bodies. Writing and journaling are wonderful tools to foster this path of integration. You might encourage yourself or others to write as you reflect back on traumas in your own life. It helps with reconciling the past decisions you made and events that happened with where you are now in present time. It helps with coherence, which we can explore in later episodes if you're interested. If so, write me at louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. What initially motivated me to write those updates, besides not trusting my own memory in that highly overwhelming environment, was that I also wanted to have a record for Archer. And what I realized in creating that record and then sending it to family and friends nightly was that I needed those connections with family and friends as much as I wanted an accurate record. Yes, I was copying and pasting for up to a couple hours every night, but I didn't mind the effort at all. I deeply valued their friendship and their concern. There are many mundane tasks we all do that may actually bring us much joy. I think that was St. Teresa of the Little Flower who used to say that. Yes, there can be many different motivations for why you might consider writing an update when you are in crisis. Any of them are good. For those life events that are huge changes for a loved one, such as a birth injury, or an accident that takes a limb or causes any type of paralysis, an accurate record 
may be a real gift somewhere down the line in that person's life when they are ready to understand what happened to them and to make sense of it so they can live wholly again. It is something you might consider if you are faced with such a circumstance. And yes, it can be good for the writer too. It's a lot for a parent or family member to do though. It is. It's certainly not expected. But it sure can be a wonderful help later for integration. Not just for the person in the ICU and not just for the writer. But for others in the family system too. Who read the updates then or later. I found great sustenance in the emotional connection I experienced in the back and forth, one-to-one, person-to-person text exchange that I had with each one of those caring friends. A lifetime of friendships. I treasured that. I treasured them. (laughs) Each text felt to me like what Archer wanted too. An H-U-G. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Your life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. To hear the story behind this trauma healing lesson, tune in and listen to episode 24, The ABC Board. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Please subscribe via email on our site, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. For 28 years, Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs, believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face dialogue. You can learn more at baltimoremediation.com.